Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Total 90 Premier League Podcast. This is your favourite time of the week. This is my favourite time of the week. And I'm Nick Brown, Frowny Brown, from Frowny Brown Town. Our man Kevin De Bruyne proves why he's the best player in the league with a winner against Chelsea. Ronald Koeman eyeing off a Stokehold sacking after a 1-0 home loss to Burnley. A Coutinho worldie could not stop Liverpool's defence from once again letting Klopp and Co down. And of course, we'll look at Facebook's finest, our Week 7 takeaways, and we pit the best Premier League strikers against the world. And of course, I am never alone. I am joined by a man who must be fuming after yet another draw. Mickey Kennedy, Liverpool have done it again. Yeah, it's a bit of a deja vu. Uh, deja vu. Deja vu, yeah, we'll yeah. go with that one. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say the word, but... Um. Yeah, it, I felt I, I felt this annoyance before. Um. I just the same issues keep coming up every week after week, and uh, when you don't solve your issues in the transfer window, this is what you get: the same problems that you always had. Yeah, exactly. There's um. Yeah, there's a few games to go through. We've got to go. We've got a lot to go through as well. We got Champions League last week. Yeah, yep. we got we got the the usual Facebook's finest. We've there's just a lot of goals been scored. We'll start. We'll, what do you reckon? Just start from the top. Start from the first game. I think we should go game by game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, well, what about I'm, you? I'm more than happy to do that because we're going to talk about Spurs and uh, yeah. And, a nice, comfortable 4-0 away win against Huddlesfield. Um, yeah, this, uh, you know, Harry Kane with yet another brace. It's his third brace. I think they said, I heard before, that he scored 13 goals in the month of September, the most he's ever scored. That's for club and country. That's pretty pretty decent numbers coming from a guy like Harry Kane. Oh, it's fantastic by any player. Um, I just think that he's, he's found another gear again. It's just amazing that he can't score in August. Yeah, it's, it? like... it, it's seriously like... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it just takes him a month to get going. I don't know. I don't know what he does in August. It must make him, you know, not find the net. But um, it's been a really good September for him. Yeah, it has. He's uh, he's he's a superstar player. Like he really is. He's very very good. Um, played well throughout the whole game. Eric's Ericsson playing very well as always. Davies popping up for an easy goal. Even Sissoko scoring. Yeah, Sissoko scoring the absolute the most unconvincing goal I've ever seen in my life. It's going to go down as his goal, which is the funniest part. It's not an own goal. Which I I thought, I thought was how how would you explain the goal? Because I've seen the goal as well, and I, I I had a little bit of a laugh. Uh, it was pretty much summing up Suzuko's career at Tottenham. So well, it's funny. I was about to start praising Suzuko, but now that you've uh, made fun of him, I don't know if I should. No, his goal was a uh, it was just a wild deflection that kind of went about half a k an hour over the line. I can't really explain it too well, but I will say Suzuko is actually starting to string some game together. I've heard he's created more chances. And um, had more goals and assists and a few very good plays in in the league this season. So there's not really there's he's starting to string some good games together. He's getting starts and um, you know he's starting to adapt to the posh system, which is what every player seems to do eventually. You know, Wanyama was straight into it, but Sissoko's yeah. obviously taken a year, so he's finally starting to get there, which is good signs. Look at you backtrack. You're a man that was so keen to get rid of him at one stage, and I did say there's so little time, but it's good to see. Um, I don't mind. Like, I like seeing players that probably have haven't had the best starts of their careers at a new club start to find their feet. It's a little bit, um, yeah, it's good to see because you, you never want to see players down. So it's kind of like him and Fellaini at the moment. They're starting to find their feet. Um, it's I good to see Tottenham away form still. 
on another night. Uh, yeah, we've won every away game. Won every away game pretty easily. You know, I think yeah. I think we're twelve and two, twelve four two conceded, both against West Ham. Um, yeah, we'll we'll go on to playing another home game next week, which will is it? It's almost like the oh, tails have turned for you guys, hasn't it? Like you're you're relying on your away form now to get you the points that you need. Yeah, exactly. And like you know, I think we're, we're currently sitting, I think third on the table, which is. I guess you would say you know, you'd be pretty happy with that um, after this many games, but we are five points adrift, which it is early days, and you know these these two fucking Manchester clubs will start losing eventually. Do you reckon, but uh, well, well, maybe I, when they play each other? Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One of them will drop points. Surely. <laughs> They'll come out of it. Well, yeah, literally, someone has to drop points. <laughs> At least they two. Yeah, well, uh, knowing knowing them, they'll probably come out with three points apiece somehow yeah. to play such a good game. We but should both win. <laughs> exactly. Uh, our boy yeah. Aaron Moy didn't have what it took takes to um, defeat my boy Harry Kane this week. <laughs> uh, did he, he's getting fanned out a little bit. He's, he's starting to yeah, like you know, as you know, you can make the argument that when you start out in a new competition and nobody knows anything about you, you've got the best chance of making an impact because no one's going to mark you. No one really cares. Yeah, definitely uh, when you're one of those those bottom teams coming up. Well, yeah, and Huddles, after what, two games, Moy's now known as like the main creator in that side. So now people are starting to really look at him and kind of go, okay, well, we stop him. We're a big chance to... um you know, kind of just stop any like stop the yeah, team. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was a bit too easy for my like the win itself. I thought that you know we're three 0 up at after 23, 24 minutes, and it's just like yeah, you know, I, I thought Huddle Two were going to put up a bit more here. I really did, and yeah, I'm more than happy with the win. Um, we probably should have had more. You know, Kane got a bit greedy a couple of times and uh, yeah. went for a couple of uh, silly ones where he could have passed off. But you know, take the three points and you know go into the international break pretty happy. Yeah, um, for a team that we were talking about how well they've been defending lately, Huddersfield really um, let their wall down in some respects. And uh, to go 3-0 down at 23 minutes is is um, probably something that they'll probably look back and, and with a bit of you know disappointment in their performance. Just um, definitely after all they've built over the last, you know, what you'd say the last month, six weeks, um, that the defence had been so good before till then. But um, all credit to Tottenham. You know, Tottenham have this ability to really pull teams apart um, and just be ruthless. Um, you know, a couple of goals there that are literally passed around the opposition. I know uh, Ben Davis's goal, um, that was literally, you know, like how much space did he have to have that shot? He had all day, I reckon, to, yeah. to decide what he was going to do that shot. Um, Harry Kane coming on the left for his Yeah, sec- Harry Kane's left-hand strike, it was uh, left-footed strike was unbelievable. Um God, he's a talent. I really do. Yeah. Rate him. Is he world class yet, Nick? You're, you're not. I don't like. I'm saying he's world class, and you're not quite agreeing. And I'm just yeah. not sure why. I surely stuff like this is hard to convince you. It, the thing is, that you I, just, are you just trying not to jump the gun? A little bit, yes. But I also think that you know, I don't, like when you when I put my perfect strike together, I'll. To be fair, Kane, he's not quick enough. No, Kane has just about everything you need. He's great on both feet. He's great at holding up. He brings other people into the game. He knows what to do in every situation. He's very clever with the ball. I don't know. I just, I just want to see. Like, I want to see him dismantle. Like, I want st- We're playing Man United in a couple in a few weeks' time. I want to see him score cool. a brace there. Yeah. I want him to like do it against a big team away from home and like pull us over the line. There's sometimes that when we need a goal, say, i.e., when we played, I think it was Swansea, and we got the nil-all draw. We knew, we really needed something there, and we couldn't. We just didn't get it, and that's something that I think that 
you know, I, I'm very critical of him because I watch him every week. And, like, I have to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, like, we'll talk about that later with all the other strikers. We're about to say rank in the world because I think it's a really good discussion at the moment because after his brace, everyone's kind of bringing up that discussion again. How Like, how good is this guy? Like, yeah. is, he, is he the best in England or whatever? And we'll talk about that later. But we'll move on to uh, a game that I think probably, you know, on paper was a pretty big game. I think it got away from Bournemouth a bit, this one. Bournemouth-Leicester, nil all. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, they both... Oh, uh, well, sorry. Bournemouth hit the post and Jermaine Defoe had to consider himself unlucky hitting the top crossbar. Um, they had the they had, they had the main amount of shots. They had 19 shots. Four, only four on target, though, which is a little bit concerning. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that Leicester didn't have their chances, too. I know Okazaki had a really good chance to put one away and you put need, that wide. And, you need to put that away, don't yeah, you? Yeah, definitely with these games that... You know, these are. Oh, it's probably not so much of a six pointer for Leicester and Bournemouth, but um, two teams that are, I'd say are probably at the top of the um, the teams fighting for relegation. But to be honest, Bournemouth find themselves in the bottom three, well, second last. Yeah, second uh, last currently. Um, yeah. So that they really need to get some more points out of these kind of games. That being said, Leicester are too. Yeah, far well, Leicester, yeah, Leicester are only a couple of spaces behind them, so this could have been very well been a six pointer. Um, I don't think. Either the teams would have been happy with the draw. Um, I think Bournemouth are probably a little bit more unlucky to not get any points, or any more points to this game. You know, with just just on the on the uh, main fact that they had so many shots. Um, you know, it's another draw, but and it's only one point, and a lot of the teams that they're versing are, are pulling away with wins, and it's going to drag them into this relegation battle, I think. Yeah, exactly. I think both teams have started off incredibly slow for what we were expecting. I think, you know, we both had Leicester, I think, at ninth. I'm pretty sure from memory, yeah. our predictions. I had Bournemouth a little bit higher than you, of course, because they're my boys. But both teams have really kind of very, very slow, Not just don't look as likely as what you'd expect them to look. They're, they're, they've got really decent teams on paper, both of them. So I don't know where that, like, why they're kind of not doing as well at the moment or how long it's going to take for them to start clicking. Um, you know, it, it is a point, but you know this can ha- be handy in the grand scheme of things, especially you know Bournemouth especially wouldn't want to lose a game like this. This was huge for them just not to drop all three yeah. points. But you know, going away from it, they probably would have gone, well, I probably should well, have We could have won that game. Yeah, probably definitely playing it. at home. You it's know, all about it, taking your chances, isn't it? It is, it is. And they're not playing a team that are you know, a top four or a top five team. They're playing a team that you consider almost on their level now. They've established, they're an established Premier League club, I'd say. Hopefully after this year they um, still yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully after this year. But, you know, these are the teams they should be competing with now, not just to be happy with a draw. And that's probably why they're a bit disappointed, definitely when they had the home fixture. Um, a team that won't be too disappointed this week um, is Man United after their 4-0 thumping at Crystal Palace. <laughs> Where's their goal kind of come, come from, Palace? Like, they have to score at least at the moment. And, you know, by the third minute, they were already down... And I just feel that is Roy Hodgson sitting there at the moment, going, "What have I done taking this job on? What and how how bad a position are Palace in right now?" First of all, um, I just want to quickly go. Rashford was how fantastic. Was he? Yeah, he's 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 that, playing that to get goal, that first yeah. one to matter was unbelievable, and his ball into Fellaini. I don't know if that was 
more the goalkeeper not coming out to get rid of it because it was so close. But the ball was almost it, it was that he quick. He whipped it in that quick. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think he meant it. Yeah, yeah. It was just like you know maybe a better goalkeeper could have got rid of it, but it was very very tough ball to defend in any sense. And when you got that big afro head there, it's very. I don't think I would have backed myself into getting that. Yeah. It was that close. Uh, yeah, Palace are, you know, a couple of weeks ago we're going, you know, they've lost five games and they're only uh, minus eight goal difference. Now they've lost, what, seven and they're minus, minus 17, 17. Which is pretty sad, isn't it? And they, you know, I think the next worst in the goal difference range minus seven. is minus seven. So yeah. they're really struggling. They are really, really struggling at the moment. Um, you know, Man United finding finding new ways to score in that Pogba not being in, of course, he's out with a hamstring injury. Fellaini coming in, really asserting himself into this team and, you know, are they? Are the, is he starting to win the fans over? You think? I think. It, I think it's gone from him probably being, you know, a, a joke to them probably being a little bit. He's been a bit more respected now. I think. I don't know. I've got that kind of feel that he's kind of just like it's. It's not so much that like um, the fans think he's a good. Or they think he's like obviously he's a good player, but um, they've kind of, kind of like. If if I I got this view that they've kind of maybe oh maybe just let go now like you know what I mean like they he copped a lot of stick and he's copped a lot of stick for a long time and now it's kind of like he's playing this kind of football he's playing quite well now and guys are kind of just like all right we'll just give him a break I think yeah it's it's something like that like last season he was he was a meme like you know everybody was kind of just making fun of him and like you know he was everyone on the internet would just kind of be like oh who who's the best striker in the lit, in the world and everybody would be like Fellaini Fellaini yeah, <laughs> just to, just to get a laugh and I I'd give I'd probably chuckle most of yeah I chuckle um, too. yeah he he's really like you know Mourinho's a big fan like he yeah. obviously is he wouldn't get as many starts if he was and, uh, you know, Lukaku getting yet another tap in. You know, he's getting a lot of these tap ins. You got to be in the right spot, of course. Right time, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it seems to be a common trend. Hopefully, like you know. But when you're three 0 up against Palace and the ball comes across the, you know, at the 86 minute, and oh, it comes yeah. across to face a goal, and he's all he has to do is tap it in. Is he? I know he's earning the goals, but is he really in it? Like, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, you know, he's he, Lukaku's somebody, and I heard somebody say this. So I can't really t- uh, claim this one, but he's somebody with because everyone around him is so good that he gets at least two or three decent chances a game yeah. and he'll miss a one-on-one and then he'll, he'll have to resort to getting a tap in in the 80th minute or something like that, which is still counts. It all counts onto the golden boot and, you know, yeah. to his stats and that. But yeah, you know, I feel like he, he needs to be a little bit more clinical and uh, it's something that, you know, when he start when they start playing the good teams, because man, United have not played any good teams yet. Yeah. They will, he will, you know, really need to work out if he can, if he's up to that level. And that's when we're going to start realizing, is he, one of the top strikers in the league, or is he just kind of a, a guy that you know is what everybody's been saying he is for years, and a guy who just feasts on these lower teams? Yeah, it's interesting you say that because that's a point that's been brought up a little bit now that um, that he is, you know, Man United haven't had a true test yet. They really haven't had a, like um, big club to play against. You know, probably before that we'll talk in the, you know how well they played against Everton, but. Um, Everton's reputation over the last month has just absolutely yep. just gone to nothing, really. And, you know, Lukaku has seven goals, seven games. You know, he's matched Andy Cole's record at the club when he first went there. That, um, but, you know, it's it's becoming more and more apparent that he hasn't really scored against the big team. You know, wait till the big game's coming and, and we'll see if Lukaku actually turns up. You know what I mean? So, well, that you know, that... That in itself is going to be interesting to see. Um, I just really wanted to, you know, praise Rashford, but I think he really just probably saw this game as, you know, against an easy team and, and probably just, you know, 
played naturally and took the game on. And and, and watching this kid develop on the, even on that left side, he's just playing really well at the moment. And God, he looks like an absolute talent. It's something that like I heard him say something along the lines of like you know he's a, he's a striker at heart. He's a natural striker, yeah. and for him to not not only move out of position but be happy to and just thrive in the position that he is now playing on the left is something that a lot of players wouldn't do. A lot of players would want to move and they'd be like, you know, I'm going to go to a team that's going to put me in where I where I want to go. He is a he is a wonder kid and like he's one of those guys that you know you've got everybody praising him and everybody probably telling him what he wants to hear. And it's good that he's not letting it get to his head to a yeah. point where he's going to go, he's going to like boycott the club or do a cost or yeah, try I and want to do this, somewhere I want to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. And like he's he's so good. He's such a good player and like yeah, he's keeping Martial basically out of a starting spot. Who's, and, who's had a really good season? So yeah, far. exactly. And he's, you know what I mean? he's 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 the, the basically the premier impact player in the league right now, Martial. And like I'm sure, like yeah, Mourinho be looking at him every week and kind of going, "When's a chance? Maybe get, maybe you know? I should give him a start." But when you see Rashford's name, it just seems like he's a lock in there, and it's for good reason. He's earning this spot. Yeah. every time, um, Palace. Uh, you know, every week I say he's going to score, and they're going to score. But in two weeks' time. Uh, what do you reckon? Any and could you say him scoring against Chelsea? No, <laughs> honestly, can't. I don't know. I don't know where the goals are. Coming. I'm going to know where the results going to come from. Lou and oh, they're a lost cause at the moment. They really need just something. They like, you know what? The God thing is the only thing that is saving them grace at the moment is the fact that they're only four points down from nineties. Yes, you know what I mean, like. A lot of people forget that that they haven't won in in six or seven or what how many games we've played right at this moment, but um, they have, believe it or not, yeah, the the five point well the five points have been out of relegation zone, which yeah. is baffling to me that they're only two games out, not even. Um, they just need to hang tight, I think, for these next couple of games. I I can't see the results getting any better for them. Um, but hopefully in this ta- in this time that they can you know maybe learn to play you know they, they should be parking the bus these ones and going for zero zero at the moment because you know their best players are injured they're in you know they're playing the best teams in the comp at the moment they've just had this horrible run run now with the new manager and it just happens to have the good, the best teams that they're playing against right now so they just need to hang tight I think and then once they get through this this cloud or this storm of of, of the top four teams and they can. Probably regroup and go from there and then try and get a result. But the only problem is hopefully by that stage that most teams aren't going to be on seven or eight points because that's the big thing. You know, if Bournemouth get one more win, if Swansea get one more win, if Leicester get one more win, by the time that these teams have played, the time that Palace have played all the top teams, they could be eight to ten points behind. And it's, it's game over. Well, it's interesting you say that because I, I just want to read you the next five games. I just yeah. I want to tell you, I want you to predict the results just right off. Okay. Uh, they got Chelsea. Off. They're going to lose. Uh, they got Newcastle. Away. Well, away, Newcastle's playing at the moment, probably lose. West Ham. Um, well, draw, maybe. Spurs. Away. Loss. Spurs away, so Spurs at, at Spurs home, so they might yeah, be yeah, a point. <laughs> yeah, okay. You never know. And uh, Everton at home. 
No, Everton aren't really setting the world a lot at the moment, are they? So they they could like they could probably possibly get a result from maybe three of them games. Maybe, yeah. Like you know, it's hope. Like they really got to pray that these teams aren't pop firing when they come across yeah. them because all the all those teams are very good when they're on their day and they're not they're not exactly coming across a Brighton or like you know a team that like you kind of back yourself in to get some results off. Man United, luckily, as we were saying before, they haven't played anyone. Two weeks time, they're going to play somebody. They've got Liverpool at Anfield. Huge game, huge fixture for a lot of reasons you know yeah it's huge it's gonna it's gonna kind of determine a lot it's got to kind of be it's gonna be a bit of a barometer and kind of a gauge of where everybody is at uh we'll move on but we'll go to stoke southampton uh stoke getting a pretty important win here southampton still are just kind of floating ju- yeah just kind of dwindling along not really doing too much yeah well you know i thought they were sitting lower than what they were um on the end of the eight points at the moment um goal difference minus two um you know, probably Stoke probably should have taken the points out of this game. I don't, they were lucky. Don't get me wrong. Drew scores his first goal in like thirty appearances. Um, he is yeah. playing as a left wing back or right wing back at the moment. I'm pretty sure. So, you know, the goals aren't going to come. Well, they never did in the first place. You know what I mean? But um, Peter Crouch always popping up for a goal here and there. And you know, Stoke they they get the points, but they, they have they haven't been convincing. Either this year, um, you know, for a team that we, you know, we were talking two years ago that that was a team to be. They they, they recruited really well when you think of Shakiri, uh, Bojan, um, and a couple of other players that they got. Um, Afale as well from Barcelona. I don't know where he's even gone. Yeah. Um, you know, when you look at the names that they were pulling in, um, they looked really good. But over the last couple of years, they've kind of not deteriorated a little bit, but they've kind of just um, gone a bit flat. I think and. Continuously, I think they're slowly but surely finding themselves down the table. You know, I mean, they had a really couple of good seasons where Stoke were on the move. They were they were uh, making improvements every single year, um, but now they find themselves bit by bit falling a little bit lower, a little bit lower, and um, hopefully Mark Hughes can get them a few more results because they're a better team than this. Yeah, they are, and they're they're a team that you know they were kind of notorious for kind of finishing ninth every year kind yeah. of in the last few years and knife is not a bad position to kind of finish when you kind of get all the good teams out of the way and then well, what you, you consider like the top six now top six know? usually it's top six then everton and then you got one team and then stoke so like you know it's not too bad not a terrible no, result considering there are some decent teams in that in that kind of bracket uh you know they are yeah they are really struggling i don't know where hesse is at the moment i don't know what's going on there he's not he's not in he's not playing at the moment so he must yeah. be he's got some kind of injury um Yo, Crouch scoring is just fantastic. I love Crouch. Crouch is fantastic. Like, he's just joy. He's just joyful to look at. He's yeah. one of those players that you just kind of... You want to do well just because he looks like a jolly guy. You know, he could play back in the day. Even at Liverpool, we had a really good couple of seasons there. But he's, he's, a, kind of, he's a character, isn't he, Petter Crouch? Um, one of the true funny men of the Premier League. And... Uh, not afraid to have a joke in himself, which is which is always good. I think um, you definitely win people over when you you can have a laugh at yourself first before you you laugh at anyone else. And um, good to see him getting on the score sheet. Yoshida scoring a goal, um, kind of like a Japanese kick. Yeah, it was. It was a, yeah. It's like kung fu fighting a little bit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is that racist? No, no, it's fine. No, it's just. But it kind of did look like that It's just Kung Fu fighting huh. Kung Fu um, <laughs> Yeah but, well, uh, yeah. Southampton 70% possession They had 21 shots Three on target three It on really th- is the thing isn't it Like shots Total shots It doesn't like the, You have 21 shots all you like But if you're only getting three on target Like How, how much of a poor percentage is that? That's 
it's woeful. And like, you know, I think you know, Stoke had something like they had around 16, 17 shots and they had about six on target, which in comparisons are a hell of a lot better. And that's, mm. that really is kind of the difference. And, you know, Hopefully, like they are taking a lot of shots from outside the box, and a few are getting blocked, of course. But yep. you need to up that percentage a little bit because you need to make the goalkeeper work, if anything else. And yeah, there are going to be there are times that good goalkeepers make mistakes. Hugo's Hugo Lloris makes mistakes all the time. Well, not all the time, once or twice a season. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's something that yeah will happen. Uh, we'll move on. But West Brom Watford, two uh, two here. This was a really decent game actually in the grand scheme of things, and with a late late equalizer, which is I always love <laughs> from. Um... The man who's done it again, Richarlison. Yep, I love it. Um, he's finding the back of the net in the most important times for Watford. And, uh, you know, West Point at one stage probably thought they, they were cruising, you know, 2-0 two, two up at uh, the 21st minute and uh, and they were on their way. You know, Rondon was Great a, goal, well, Rondon. really good. He just used his body well. And he, he looks like a very strong, strong player, you know, like one-on-one. And I feel like he can push the defenders out and, and really make it a one-on-one contest. Obviously, speed doesn't suit him too much so when he gets to the one-on-one and, and is able to hold the ball or run with the ball and just kind of fend off the defender almost um he does his best work and he really did here um i think gomez probably could have had a better effort at saving it he almost dived over the ball yeah it was it was a bit of a strange one but i want to bring to you the uh the final goal now because you keep uh speaking of keeping errors now foster that ball that uh richardson got he wouldn't have been more than about six yards maybe even five yards out if you're crossing, if you're coming in at that angle, should you not be pushing, getting that ball out of there? In, in hindsight, I know hindsight's a beautiful thing, yeah. but looking at that, and the first time I saw that goal, I saw it and went, why didn't the goalkeeper come out and just smash it? That's all he had to do. He smashes that and the whistle blows. And he just left. Like when you I, see, think you've, I think you've been a little bit harsh on that one. I, 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 I can see where you're coming from, but, you know, with that, you know, hindsight is a beautiful thing, as you yeah. said, and... That that all happened in a split second, um, but it was it was something. And the ball was good, and but and the defending was woeful. Like it was he, he was, it was a free header. But like when you actually when he, the ball actually struck Richarlison's head, he it was, was so he was close. In, he was yeah. in no man's land. The keeper, and it was no chance he was going to save anywhere near that. He didn't move because it was just like that's how far away from the actual contest he was. He got lost in the shuffle here, and he got caught ball watching. And that's yep. instead of going for it, he just kind of stood there and went, "I hope this doesn't come my way." And yeah, you know, may, maybe I am being a bit harsh. It was it I was a lovely I, I it was a lovely it, finish yeah. from Richardson, of course. And yeah, I love seeing a lot. I love seeing a little late equalizer. And yeah, it's a good game from a West Brom, which is fantastic. I like seeing exciting games from teams that usually put out shit. Yeah, well, yeah. So you said defending; they don't. They forgot how to score half the time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's you know, Watford still they're, they're really starting to make a, a mark. You know, these games that games like this, you know, a season or a season ago, or even the one before, they they'll lose this. They'd lose yeah. this two 0 They they wouldn't even score the first one. You know, and that, I think that's why they're they're showing such an improvement because um, even if you look at the game, the first game against Liverpool, where they were they were down three two. And they scored a goal in the 90th minute. Or, yeah. uh, Richarlison scored one last week to save save their skin, to win the game, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And this week, they're, you know, they're saving their skin again at the 95th minute. They're fighting all the way to the end now. And they're not just accepting defeats as they probably would back, you know, previous seasons. Um, just like those three occasions, right? They're, they've earned a four points. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you think of those... those Games where they would have lost those two and they would have drawn the one last week. That's four points. That's eight. That takes them back down to 12. Right now, with those four extra points that they've fought for, they're sitting at eighth 
with on draw on points with Liverpool and Burnley at six and seven. You know what I mean? Like they're one point out of the out of the four right now. Yeah, and and it's because they they're playing all the way to the final whistle. They're getting these goals that they would I don't think they would get before, and it must be the manager. And it must be the belief inside the players. So it's really pleasing to see that, you know, these teams are they're just not accepting to be like a, a relegation, you know, battler anymore. And they're, they're getting points, you know, for fighting all the way to the end and not just giving up, which is which really good to see, I think. Yeah, I, I completely agree with just about everything you said there. Like Marcus Silva, it just seems like he's instilled this belief in this squad and this this fitness as well. Like yeah. There's something that, you know, he, they are able to score because they're running out games here. It's not like they're just fluking these ones at the end. They really, they're pushing for this. A lot yeah. of teams, and as you were saying, last last year, Watford started, uh, had a period where they were really hard to beat and then they dropped off and they were just so easy to score against. This squad, and every time I look at this their team sheet and I look at their, I go to their bench and they've got players like Gray and Pereira on the bench yeah, this week. Yeah, who is like the number one signing And you got last D- you got Dini on the, like they feel it looks like they're swapping them around when they're playing too much and that like they've got a really they've got a decent list they have yeah. like and, and their squad like their squad's good enough to kind of get around where they are now and stay at that kind of eighth position yeah how high do you think they can go um maximum well because of the whole like you know everton not really firing Turning on up. any yeah. cylinders at the moment so not really guaranteed for that seventh position as always they could be that seventh team right now it's very early days of course and like you know but that that's their highest i I can, you know, their lowest is probably around 15th, I'd say, at the moment. I couldn't see them dropping too much lower. But at the start of the season, you could probably see them dropping anywhere between 18th and 12th would probably be the two kind of areas. So they've they've upped their kind of their highest one and they've they've kind of made themselves unrelegatable at the time being. Yeah, well, they're already seven points from the drop, which is a huge effort at six games in. Or six or seven. I don't know. What are we, six? Seven. Seven 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 games in. Seven games in, Mickey. How could I forget? Anyway, um, so it's it's highly impressive. And, you know, it's only up for them. But moving on to the next game, West Ham get the win. They're 1-0 against Swansea. um, A ninth-minute winner. (laughs) Mm-hmm. They're not winning convincing at the moment. Like this oh. is probably like they 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 deserve the win. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think they were, they had times in the game where they they should have scored. You know, yeah. um, they hit the bar. Andy Carroll hit the bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, Swansea they're going to be relegation battle um, or relegation contenders this year for sure. And West Ham are still only just putting these teams away. You know, beautiful ball at the end and Sarko to finish. Um, I want to question you on that. At home. I want to get question you on that last ball. Now, I, yeah, I just questioned the um, the Richarlison and yeah. Foster keeping, but when he puts that ball across, and I I don't know who the defender was, and I can't remember who it was, but do you think that he could have gotten got a slide, in, or do you think he was more thinking if I get to this, it could be an own goal? Yeah, well, that's the thing too. Like, it's such a dangerous, and it is a split second. It to is do a it. split second to do it. Um, a lot of players get that concrete boot kind of thing. They just stand yeah. still and they get stuck. You know, so they freeze. Um, a lot of them in their mind, like they make that dive across cross goal right, and if they hit any part of their foot except for the laces, and you know, in saying that, the laces have to be facing like you know yeah, out. Right. Yeah, that goes in the goal. Yeah, of course. You know, it hits the point of the toe. Their their toes going. You know, as they're sliding, they're heading towards the goal. You know, you almost say that it's about 67% chance that that ball is going to go straight into the net. So I don't know whether it's that, that 
split second hesitation because of that could happen, and then, and then before you know it, the ball's already past you. But like it went past two defenders, so yeah, it's a, it's a catch twenty two. You know, you take that risk, and you're a hero if you get across to it. But if you you know you get that one tap, and then you know you're everyone's worst enemy. Yeah, it is. And you know, and they lose one nil. You know and, what I mean? That, that's yeah. the thing too. It's that's a six point play. It, it really is. is. And like, I, I'm assuming that they, they didn't obviously know Sacco was going to be that close. And like, you know, by him leaving the ball, if he chose to leave it on purpose, he may, he might not have thought he could get there, which I think pretty confident he could have. Mm-hmm. But uh, he might have actually thought that there was no one behind him or, you know, whatever. I, yeah, it's just, it's something, it's one of those split second decisions. There's two defenders and a goalkeeper. You need for you need to talk like that's something that's like, I know it's I know everything's happening quickly, but you need a, like just a quick one, just clear or say whatever you yeah. need to to tell him what's going on behind. Do you him. think the goalkeeper could get out to that? See, that, that was my next one. I wasn't too sure. I thought I thought it was more on the onus of the defender because he was so close to the ball that I think the goal. I think he might have been thinking, well, he's probably gonna he's probably gonna get this one, and yeah. then once he didn't, the goalie was out of it. He just had no chance. Like yeah. it was just it was one of those ones where unfortunately. You know, for poor Swansea, you, it wasn't a very exciting game throughout. It was a no. pretty mellow, nothing really happening well, sort no. of game. Well, Boney did have one, you know, decent shot saved by Joe Hart, but I think it just hurt his hands more than, <laughs> you know, it was a good save. He, he did rocket it in. Yeah. That man has some power. I'll tell you what, the man from the Ivory Coast, he's got an absolute foot on him. Um, you know who but, else has some power? Who? Our boy, Kevin De Bruyne. Our, Our boy, <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne. The man who... You know, at one stage was a Chelsea reject. Um, Jose Mourinho must be thinking, why did he ever let that man go? But it doesn't really matter. He's at United now. But you know what I mean? Um, so you get the points against Chelsea. This is a huge win. This is a real... This is almost uh, um, a push Chelsea away from the challenge at the moment. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? Because, you know, a result either way, um, Chelsea at 16, City at 16, and United have a three-point gap. This pushes. This kind of just moves Chelsea away from the equation for a little while. It does, and like this was a um, this was a game that could have you know I, it was one nil. And first of all, I want to say that strike from De Bruyne was fantastic. On his, yeah. his I was I said at the start like before we came on, it's on his opposite. Does this guy have an opposite? He's so good on both sides. That ball was a rocket. Like there was no chance Courtois was getting to that. Yeah, oh, it was unbelievable strike, and it was just. It was like poetry, really. It just rolled, you know, everything, all his movement in going into that goal, it just kind of rolled into each other. And it just looked every part of it, just a world-class finish. And I'm sure he had, had a lot of satisfaction putting that in the back of the net against Chelsea, um, obviously a club that didn't think his services were needed when he went over to there. I, I find that the Chelsea move to Brian was really a waste of his time. I think... He went there with all hopes, you know, and he never got any sort of a chance and then just kind of sold off to Wolfsburg as a, yeah. you know, as a nothing kind of, you know, what was the point? What was the point of him going to Chelsea in the end? You know, he he hardly featured. They just sent him straight off on loan and then he's gone, you know. And now he's the best player in the Premier now League. he's the best player in the Premier League by a mile. Oh, I would say by a mile, but he's, he's the best player in the Premier League. He's, he's the best pitch player like not there's not a goalkeeper easily yep. I think I don't I don't think there's anywhere not any even close to him when he's on he's just so good on he was like he's just I, I can't I, I could be going on for days about to play. yeah he's, he's, just, he's a fantastic player we can all agree on that he is world class what's his worth what do you actually just quickly just what what do you think his worth would be um it is interesting because he's not like a winger or a striker so his value is a little bit lower yep um well you know if you consider Coutinho being offered 
140 million pounds. I'd say he's a better player than Coutinho. I'd say 150 million at the moment. Yeah, with, I, this, I, with this ridiculous, ridiculous quiet that we're in. Yeah. <laughs> so on a on a on a in a world that's like back to normal, semi normal, you're talking probably 60, 70 million pounds. I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like you know, um, City had a lot of chances here. Like they had a lot of possession. They really. They dominated most of the four, but Chelsea could have scored a couple. There was yep. they had they like you know, they only had I think I think four or five shots on goal really, and they had a couple of big chances to score. And Murata injured now. Murata, yeah, out. Which is, oh, we don't know what the severity is, of course, but yep. it was you know it's a very um it's interesting if he went down that Bastoie would have to come in. You know, um, he did score during the week. Bashway. He did. Bastoie, I just got to comment on that being you know the two one victory over Atletico away from home, huge for Chelsea. A huge. Absolute. Do you think they um, accept this result on the bias that they beat Atletico away in the Champions League? Like, hmm. you know, this is, that's a huge week for them. You know, they play City, they play Atletico in two huge ties. Now, the thing is for Chelsea, they re- they can recover from this. You know, they they can recover from this result. It's a lot harder to recover if they lost to Atletico during the week. I just seem to feel that maybe Conte maybe had his priorities in the Champions League and. Because maybe he's prepared to lose this one. Yeah, you could, you could be right here. Like it's it's something that you when you see it on fixture, but you don't want to drop points against your contenders, your actual challengers. Yeah, you know, unfortunately for Conte's sake, they actually had to play a Champions League game, their biggest Champions League game, basically on the same week they had to play, they had to play their biggest title contender. So it's like it's kind of you know it is you know, what do you prioritize? If they had to play you know say a Swansea or something like that, they could have fielded a pretty a lighter team yeah. and kind and probably got through the with, with a win quite convincingly. But unfortunately, you have Man City and it's you know, it's, it's a different element and it's yeah. a different and element. They, and they weren't playing one of the softer teams in in the Champions League. Yeah, obviously they're playing Athletic. Yeah, and, that's their biggest that's their biggest. Um, if I was them, I would have. Accepted this as a pass, just considering that they beat Atletico during the week. I think if they hadn't got the result, which ended up being quite lucky, a ninety-fourth minute winner by Bashwai, um, that this would this weekend would have been probably a, a bit of a disaster. Um, as I said, I, I still believe over the course of a thirty-eight game season, they can chase six points. They can't chase a um, a six-game you know table if they if they lost. And yeah, and put themselves in a position where they they might not qualify for the next stage. So um, they take that result, I think. And you know, City winning without Aguero after his uh, midweek car crash. What do, what are your thoughts on that? So I haven't heard as much of this as a lot of other people. Like it's you know, it's you never want to see any play like a, any player get hurt. Of course, yeah. a couple of broken ribs. It is. I think. Yeah, uh, like I'm not sure how long it's going to rule him out for. What like what I don't know what the early so- reports are of kind of maybe a few weeks, maybe a month or so. Like yeah, you know, like it, it ranges. Some people you know, some people can't handle pain, and a lot of a lot of uh, football players can't handle a lot of pain, so they can they might be out a bit longer. Like Eric Lamella Lamella's been out for about four years now. Uh, yeah, I forgot about. And, honestly, I used to love Lamella, and I've literally forgotten about him. He's been out of the game. I traded him out of my FIFA 18 career mode straight away. Because I forgot he was in my team. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like to cull the players on uh, FIFA 18. Monreal was one of the. I mean, Monreal. Uh, Moreno was one of the first ones to go. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not not a good thing. We hope we can, he can get back as quickly as possible because he's yep. one of the best in the league. And he was starting to link up really well with uh, Jose. Uh, I think they just understood each other. You know, what I mean, yeah. like, uh, that that was a thing, and it was kind of like the master and apprentice a little bit there. It's good to see um, that they hadn't. They didn't give up on a grow in the end at City. I, I think if 
if they look at how they them two have started together, I don't think Aguero would have even been an option to leave City. I, I don't know about you. I don't think they would have chased. I don't think they even would have chased Sanchez, knowing that them two were going to play that good together. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, I, I, I can't say where Sanchez would even fit in that team. Is the Man City deal off now? You reckon? I I feel like I've I've heard a report saying they're going to go for him in the mid the mid season, uh, the January transfer window. I've also heard reports that um, Ozil is going to go to Man United yes. on a free uh, once his contract is done, which is madness. And all like you know, it's the same thing with Man United. Where's he going to fit into this side? Like, I think Ozil's got a better chance of fitting in the United side than um, Sanchez does at City. So you would say, I, I'm just putting it out there just quickly on the Man United front, it'd be Matic at, at, you know, playing the holding and then you'd have Pogba and Ozil next to each other and then going forward. And then you'd have the guys going forward. It's a pretty, like, if that's the, that's the way I, I want think to do it. I think it'd be more uh, um, a Matic, Pogba, Ozil th- uh, midfield three, yeah, and then like a Lukaku, um, Rashford, Mkhitaryan, Mkhitaryan like, on the right, so or Martial, or yeah. you know who else they got. Um, I think it become more of that. I don't know. Yeah, does that uh, seem more plausible? Yeah, it does. Like you know, it's it's again like the more players you bring in, the harder it is to fit them all in. And don't like, forget they are they've got some Champions League fixtures and and you know and they'll probably want to if you bring in players like that, you want to stay in all the cups. This is where I think um, well Liverpool already had a one cup. But the cup football does come into play a lot. You know, like, you actually got to, like, you're dealing with humans here. And and then that's the thing. You know, if you're still in all these cups games, you actually can play these guys. I know they're not playing all playing the Premier League, but according, like, depending on who you're playing that week, if you mix a match right and, and you stay in all these cup games, um, you know, the players actually get a game and, and they it, it kind of puts a band-aid over the problem, you know, like because, you know, these players might be missing out on most weeks in the Premier League, but if they're playing still two or three games a week, you know, a month, you know, they're actually getting a run and, and, and it does actually, you know, probably keep the players a bit satisfied. And then, unfortunately, when, you, you know, your team, when your team starts going out of the Cups, the games dry up. Yeah, 100%. And you know what I mean? And that's why Champions League getting out of the group stage is so important because... Um, you know, you can play your best team in the Champions League, but then then you can play these players that you've got under contract to play the Premier League games, probably the weaker ones. You know what I mean? But you know, they're playing the Premier League; they're happy. So, competition, cup competition is really important for these these top clubs that have big squads and a lot of egos and a lot of players that want to play every single week. So, um, and that, and it goes back for me. To the Chelsea result too, you know, a positive result in the Champions League gives them a better chance of qualifying, and you know, another competition where they they can play their players. Even though Chelsea don't have any players at the moment, yeah, that's yeah. very very uh, true. like Murata's injury is probably to you know, Chelsea, if there was one club that couldn't afford an injury right now, I think it'd be in Chelsea. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what we'll do? We'll move on to Arsenal Brighton. Uh, this was a scrappy game. This was like a scrappy victory for Arsenal. Uh, you know, Sanchez's assist to Iwobi for his Fantastic. was pretty unreal. Like, you know... Uh, you could see it coming too a little bit, but, you know, when he, when he stopped the ball and he kind of gave it the old... Yeah, he like gave the, it, the horse stomp kind oh, of... Mate, he gave it the rev up. Yeah, yeah. He, really, <laughs> he really did, like... It, it was really a bit easy to pick. It was just kind of like in slow motion. But it was like the defenders are kind of like, oh my God, he's doing it. And then they just, by the time they got there, it was too late. And um, It was a nice finish, but like, you know. Yeah, Roby scores his first one you, for the year, you, I think. Yeah, got you got to bang them in, which is what they did. They both hit the post. Which, uh, both teams did it one stage. So, yeah, you know, there was Gee, that chances. that would have been a cracker from Brighton oh, off the free kick, God. wasn't it? Yeah. And I'm not sure if that player's left-footed either. So, um, 
can you take any result, um, any positivity out for Brian? Yeah, it's I, I don't know. It's something that you know. I thought Matty Ryan was good. Like you know, yeah. goals like a couple of really nice saves in there. That it could have been a lot worse. Like you know, they had a lot of shots. They had you know, I think they mid twenties, maybe even close to thirty shots in the end. And you know, when you're having that much at it, and you know, a lot of it was going on target. At least this percentage wise, Arsenal were a lot better than than you know some of the other teams we've been talking about. Yep. Um, you know, Brighton, you know, it's a two 0 loss going into a game like a away game in Arsenal. Is it the worst thing in the world? Like, you know, I, I, they obviously would want a point, but yep. in, in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be very difficult to take points off a team like Arsenal. Yeah, and that's exactly right. I, I want to bring up a little point, uh, a little bit right field or left field or how the saying goes. Central field, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll go central field, why not? Uh, Matty Ryan, you know, Tim Krull coming in on the last day of the transfer window. Does he feel a little bit safe now? He's, he's, he's put in a couple of, you know, decent uh, performances. He hasn't been dropped. Um I was a little bit scared for his position as a, you know, I follow, obviously I follow the Socceroos and he's an Australian and you want the Australians to do well because um, I, f- I feel that as, an, as a guy from Australia, we're probably not as well represented compared to other countries, you know, of the top Europe ones. I think we're getting better, but yeah. obviously when we see like a boy like Aaron Moy or um, Matt Ryan come in, you know, even the guys in the, in the championship like Bailey Wright and a couple of others, um, you, you want them to do well and you, and you keep a little eye on them. Um, is the pressure off a little bit? He's he's had a couple of days and weeks. Yeah, I do. I think it is. I, it's very interesting because I don't know why they bring him in, like bring in another goalkeeper in the first place. It's very, it's very strange. If you gotta if you gotta put you know, all your like kind of you gotta put all your eggs into this basket of bringing in a secondary backup goalkeeper, it just doesn't make too much sense to I'm you. Not, I'm not 100 percent sure they bring him in as a backup. I think they was almost on the verge of just giving giving the first string. Yeah, giving him the first string. Tim Krul is a proven Premier League goalkeeper. He had a ridiculously good run at um, Newcastle before they got relegated one year. He was one of their best players at one stage. Um, but I think I think Rob Elliott, I think it is. Um, I remember he was the third choice at Newcastle. Um, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, this was uh, the year they got re- before they got relegated uh, last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 2015, 16. Yeah, 15, 16. So, um, basically, Tim Krull was the number one goalkeeper at Newcastle. Um, there was a guy in between them, and then it was Rob Elliott. And he, he somehow got a game, I think, two, two, two of the um, Newcastle keepers got injured. And Rob Elliott had this unbelievable run where he was just fantastic. It reminded me a bit of um, Jordan Pickford, just with the energy he was. And yeah. I'm pretty sure he's been the, the Newcastle number one ever since. He, he pushed over two, got two goalkeepers ahead of him. Um which is, you know, obviously has probably led to Tim Krull coming here to Brighton. So, um, but back onto what we were talking about. Um, I think he it's good for Matt Ryan to have that competition and probably, he's probably making him a better keeper at the moment. But it's good to see he's handled the pressure. Yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree. A lot of players crumble. Yeah, well, yeah, they've got a couple of weeks now, both teams. Um, yeah, it's like, I always hate international breaks, of course. I hate yeah, any time that, the, you know, it always kind of, especially after our sport finishing up this week as well, yes. kind of, it's kind of going to be a pretty dull kind of week or so. Um, well, I've got footy trip, so it won't be that Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's very true. Uh, we'll move on to Everton Burnley. Uh, def- I, I was going to say probably, definitely the biggest shock of the week weekend, I'd say, probably in terms of getting an act- getting a three points instead of just the one. Um, they got, they just, again, and I say, I say this every week, and I say this, I've said this multiple times this show, it's all about taking your chances. And this is what Burnley only had one or two chances really for yeah. the whole game, and they took it. They've really got a reputation, Burnley, of taking those chances. I feel like, um, 
when they get these chances in the game, you think of some of the games that they've played, you know, even with Tottenham and, and a couple of others where they, they pinch draws and they pinch results. They, they don't get the chance, they don't get many chances, but when they get them, they, they don't mess it up. You know what I mean? They, they make every chance count. And um, that's why they're doing so well at the moment. They're sitting um, above Liverpool on goal difference with 12 points. And a lot of those points are due to late goals or goals that they've just taken. Um, Jeff Hendrick scored this one. Love what he did with the little dummy. I think where the yeah. ball came into the middle and he kind of just put that le- he put a left foot in front of him, kind of let the defender run past him as he, he thought he was going to, you know, run forward with the ball and then just let the ball roll into his his, his preferred foot and, and put it in without any fuss. I would like to point out, Nick, that Everton are now sitting below West Ham. <laughs> yeah, um, you were very changed. you were very keen early on <laughs> in the year to let me know how. You know, bad West Ham were going and how good Everton were. Well, I'd just like to say, <laughs> within three weeks, the tide has turned, <laughs> and the fifty dollars—is it fifty dollars or hundred? I was fifty, definitely. Don't try, don't try to double no, up I, now. All of a sudden, well, I'm not trying to double up now. They're, 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 let, right, let's be honest—they're on the same amount of points. This goal difference. <laughs> I, I, but, was, I will yeah. say, yeah, it's very true. Um, that it's funny how quickly things can change. For one, uh, Burnley. Uh, you know, I've been going on about their away record. They've they're two wins and two draws. They haven't lost yet away, yeah, and they're good. and they're one one and one at home. And they play some big teams. Like they play Liverpool away as well. Don't forget this year. And they played Spurs away. Played Spurs away. And so they they're getting good. They're getting points against decent teams. And and, and the, I think they were both the draws. Yeah. And then the other two have been wins. I don't know who they played away. They've played. Well, they've I don't know. I can't, they've, oh, yeah, played, come, yeah. they've played. They've put you on the spot there. Yeah, I know you put me on the spot now. Ever, they've beaten Everton, of course, but I don't know the other yeah. team they've beaten. Uh, this you know Burnley keep ticking on. It's funny. I was I forgot to say at the start of the show, like you know the the. The uh, table starting to really set itself. We've got the big five, te- big six teams, and then we've got Liverpool. And <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be like Burnley's just kind of, they're not going away. Like, you know, Burnley and Watford are kind of the two nice movers at the moment. You like, know, Nick, you know, if Tottenham lose this next game, right, and Liverpool win, yeah, we're one point ahead. And then that puts you, like, say Burnley won as well, then they'd leapfrog you as well. And you could find yourself at seventh next week. Right, and, and Liverpool could find themselves at third. Well, I won't be doing that next week because there's no football this weekend. But yeah, in <laughs> two weeks' time. Yeah, yeah, like, that's how, that's the beauty That's the beauty of the game. But, yeah, um, another you know, great win for Burnley. Uh, Everton are in crisis. Ronald Koeman could, honestly, uh, there is huge talks on Ronald Koeman potentially getting it, It's come out of nowhere, hasn't it, really, that he's found himself in trouble with his job. Um, you know, not that long ago, they were talking about Kuman being an absolute genius. Yeah, and Billich going, and now and it's kind going, of... and now it's kind of just, um, yeah, tired has turned down at uh, Goodison Park, and I think it's probably a bit harsh, but because I don't reckon he's got any recognised strikers at the moment at all, or he never really had one, did he? Yeah. In saying that, Liverpool don't really have one at the moment besides Daniel Sturridge, but he's always injured, so you know, shit excuse. <laughs> yeah, well, but... <laughs> no, but yeah. It's a poor result for Everton, and they're going to really have to find something soon. Well, speaking of Liverpool, last game of the, of the week, um, a one-one draw to Newcastle. Uh, this is, you know, yeah, this is pretty yeah. disappointing, isn't it? Like, you know, I, again, it's something I said this at the start of the show. Like, you know, Coutinho smashes in a fantastic strike, a really, really great strike, and then like a really like lucky goal for Newcastle in the end. Like, Matip kind of just tapped it onto. Unfortunately, came in with the tackle, and it almost just worked out perfectly. And then just nothing happens, and it's it's like the, it was. A, I don't know. It's one of their biggest games of the season, Newcastle. So they get up for it. Yeah, well, and, and historically, uh, historically, with uh, Liverpool's kicked the most ever Premier League goals against Newcastle. I think it's eighty-five <laughs> go. goals or eighty-nine goals. Coutinho, you know what he's going to do. Whether you can stop him or not is 
you know, he can't really. He's just fantastic. You put it on the inside corner this time, which surprised me a little bit, but the what a shot. The goalkeeper, didn't it? Yeah, well, exactly right. He is literally, it's like he was never gone. You know what I mean? Let's just not forget, he missed the three first, first three or four games. Yeah. Um, he's just slid back into that, in the that groove that he's playing, and that's the sign of a, of a, um, a top, top player, I think, that... Um, you can have that amount of time off and even come back after everyone started and literally play like you've never left. Um, Barcelona will be surely looking to get into him next year. Um, unfortunately, as a supporter, I can't really have any you know more say in that. I think this will be his last year. Definitely the results of the way they're going at the moment. Yeah, it's just, it's another game that you know on paper you should be trying you should be getting the win really. But St James Park is a difficult place to go, and I think it will be for a lot of teams going there. Uh, it's, but it's a it's a place that we've never really found difficult, and that's a that was the more yeah. concerning part. I think I, I want to put to you, and I, like I will talk about in depth about where we kind of rank our the Premier League strikers in terms of the world stage. But in terms of the Premier League stage, like I'm you know I'm looking at the uh, the Golden Boot right now, and you know all the big teams kind of have a, have a player. You know you've got Lukaku, you've got Kane, you've got Murata, you've got. Um, You've got uh, Lacazette kind of hanging a bit back. You've got Salo as your top scorer. Your main striker currently, I'd say, is probably Firmino. He didn't start. You know, you had Sturridge starting this week. Yep. Um, how far off the pace do you think Firmino is from, we'll say, the top four that I... Or the top, yeah, top three or four that I mentioned. Because Guerrero's well, in there as well, but we haven't put him there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the problem is for me... I didn't see. I never saw Firmino as a striker. He really yeah. come into the into the like to Liverpool as a as a left midfielder, left winger, or centre attacking midfielder kind of thing. Um, well, he was at Hoffenheim before that, and he played extremely yep. well in that position. Um, I don't know where Klopp come in and, and, and thought that you know he saw Firmino as a centre forward more as a striker, but I don't think he's done that badly. I think he is a bit behind those those men that are. You've mentioned like Murata, Kane, Lukaku, but um, I don't think he's that far behind. Okay. I think the fact that he's not an out and out striker it separates the men from the boys a bit. You know, what I mean, I feel like it's a bit harsh to judge him on on people that you know they are. That's their living. They they are there to score goals. This guy's kind of like a makeshift kind of yeah. centre attacking uh, like centre forward, and he's he plays a bit more of a deeper uh, like a more deeper role than that. He comes back, he help, he links up play, he, he, he does assist quite well. Um, I think, yeah, as I said, he's not on that level, but he he's a special circumstance. What I will say is about that is, like I say that, but that being said, Liverpool are a team that kind of, one of their charms is that they they kind of, they don't have one striker, they kind of have three, I'd say well, three, say four. three or four, yeah, three or four kind of what I'd say, just attacking midfielders who can all score. And I think that's their charm about them. They don't have an out-and-out striker. They just have three or four players that always look like they might score. And that's probably the most deadly thing because you never know where the goals are coming from now. And um, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of, I love the fact that teams have a striker that scores goals. It's kind of, it's a man you can follow kind of thing. But at the same time, I'm really embracing the fact that we are so deadly in so many areas. That's kind of like, you don't know where the blow is going to come from. And that, yeah. I think that scares a lot of, a lot of defenses. Um, and all our players, you know, the proven scorers, like the, you know, Salah is playing really well this year. 
Mane, yeah. proven scorner. Yeah. Firmino always comes up with a goal or two. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's 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 kind of like one of those scary movies, you know, when someone's walking through, you know, I know this is a shit analogy, but yeah, I'm walking he's, he's walking through, you know, a dark place and Ooh. they just don't know when the shark's coming kind of thing. <laughs> you know, at least when you play Tottenham, you know Harry Kane's your man. You gotta stop. But you know, Murata's gotta stop. But when you come to Liverpool, you gotta stop Salah, you gotta stop Mane, you gotta stop Coutinho, you gotta stop Firmino. But I will say So on, many players. On top of that, I will but I will say on the opposite of that, Salah's your top scorer at four. You've got yep. Mane at three, and then you've got Coutinho and Firmino both at two right now. If you compare that to say Manchester City, where they have Aguero at six, Sterling at five, and Jesus at four. Like it is, it is, yeah, kind of, is. It, it is kind of like just it's almost like a step above that city yeah. arc as opposed to Liverpool at this current stage. So it's something, but you guys do have the extra guy. So you know there is there is that. <laughs> yeah, well, in saying that too, um, how many like I know Lukaku's got seven at the moment. But I'm not kind of sure who the rest of the how much the rest of the strikers have got. Well, but I'd Martial's say Martial's got a couple. Mkhitaryan's um, got a couple. Uh, Rashford, Fellaini's got two now. <laughs> he's probably yeah, got three He's not, he's not part of that conversation. But <laughs> in saying that, I'd say probably the four from Liverpool have probably got more than the four from United. Yeah, probably does. Yeah. So, uh, like, I think City are a, are a special case where their players are just absolutely unbelievable and they're playing so well at the moment. And you didn't, did you mention... Um, Sane as well I didn't I didn't even mention Sane He's in absolute <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I mean Like yeah. He's another one He's probably got Three or four goals now uh, Yeah and then And then behind them You go You got Silver and De Bruyne So, yeah, De Bruyne, <laughs> yeah, that's it. so I think City are a special case With their team Are just absolutely Unbelievable I think that That, that himself Makes them probably The strongest side In the Premier League I think they're stronger Than United it's, it's, I think it's become A little bit more apparent and, a lot of people probably say not so, but I, I think just for the way they've dismantled teams. Um, big teams. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, exactly. They've, they've beaten the big teams now, and that's probably what makes them, you know, the the best side in the country. Um, you know, but going back to the where you've counted Liverpool's goals, you know, you look at Morata scored six. Who else has scored from Chelsea? Yeah, very true. Kane scored six. Who else has scored from Tottenham? Probably yeah. Ericsson scored a couple. Yeah. So when we, we look at, you know, Liverpool's forwards, then them joined, they've scored 15 goals, I reckon, almost. Uh, well, what, four, three, two, two, so 11. 11, so I was probably a bit exaggerated. That's all right, yeah, you, it's, it's, a, it's a fair point. I'm just saying, it's a, it, that's what uh, Liverpool and, you know, to a lesser extent City, because City do have an out-and-out striker. Out that strikers, but are like you know they are kind of one of those. They have a different dynamic as opposed to United, Spurs, and Chelsea, who do yeah, and, the, and the I traditional. Quite, I quite enjoy that new dynamic that Klopp's brought in. You know, um, you know, I made a point to you um, the other day, and I know this sounds funny, but you know, when I used to buy, you know, we, me and you, were, uh, FIFA. Yep. FIFA fanatics, I'd say. Yes. Uh, we buy it every year. And I, we play the manager mode. We play all the game modes and all this thing. Um, a few years ago, probably going back, probably even as far as 14, 15, um, you know, I was saying to you the other day, I remember I used to go into the manager mode and I nearly replace every single player in that team because the team wasn't really that good. You know, yep. I wanted players that suited the style. I wanted attacking players kind of thing. I know that sounds funny because it's only a game. But yeah, my yeah. point, the fact is, each year I've been buying less and less because Liverpool side are gradually getting better and better. And I didn't only realise this till this year. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of thought about it and, and I realised that progress had been made. The one thing I've noticed about this year is I, don't, I think I bought like 
you know, I've hardly changed the team. And the reason why that is because we're bringing in players now that are quick, dangerous, um, attacking players that you want to have in your team, whether a fantasy game or in real life kind of thing. Yeah. And um, I didn't realise, I probably appreciated the, the attack force that we've got a bit more now that it's something as simple as playing a PlayStation game and realising that I don't have to make a change because our team's, yeah, yeah. you know, we've got some deadly forwards in that in that team. And yeah, um, yeah as I said, unfortunately for us, our, our attack has never been the problem. It's a defence. And once again, we found ourselves caught out. Uh, okay, so what we'll do is we'll take a break. We'll go come back. We'll go Facebook Finest. We'll talk about whereabouts the Premier League strikers rank on the world stage. And we'll do a quick little review of FIFA 18. And it's that time of the week again where we go... Nick, once again, you know, we have a week full of, uh, I'd like to call them internet idiots. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. I think that's pretty appropriate, actually. You know, people obviously are entitled to their own opinion, but sometimes their opinions are really that bad that they shouldn't be saying anything. And uh, it brings us back to Facebook's finest. Um, we've actually got a couple more this week. Um, I know, Nick, you've got some absolute fire coming through. Yes, um, I've got plenty. So if you want me to take, take the reins here and start out. You know what? Go ahead, mate. I'll, okay. let, I'll let you start it off. So I just want to start off. We were talking about um, uh, Fellaini before. Yeah, yes. I just want to uh, just a really quick one to start off with. Uh, Fellaini this year, in t- season 2017-18, has four goals. That is above Suarez at three, Coutinho at two, Sanchez at one, and Ozil at zero. And people, and then there's a picture of him with the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it might be coming. You just don't know. Um. I don't think, like, we did give him praise this week, but I don't think he's going to quite win the Ballon d'Or. Um, I read a funny thing during the week. It, um, it, was, it was about Republic of Ireland striker, Kevin, uh, striker Kevin Doyle, who's re- who retired this week um, because of repeated headaches. Um, the only headache I got is the p- picture they posted was of Shane Long. <laughs> now, not only did I find that funny, but um, Tom Nunn um, found it... I don't. He was very quick on this one because uh, his comment was, "I wonder how long that photo will be up before get, they realise it was a mistake." <laughs> well <laughs> so played. Yeah, well played. Nice little pun in there, but um, yeah, maybe get your players right before you start posting <laughs> photos of them. Uh, my next one comes from just the uh, the football community on Facebook. Uh, this one's a pretty easy one. Uh, during the week, of course, we had the uh, the death of Hugh Hefner. Uh, it goes, "R.I.P. Hugh Hefner, getting fucked for sixty four straight years." Just like Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few other teams I reckon in that category. I, 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 as well. I thought it could have gone a few others. Yeah. But they, they've gone for Sunderland, so I thought I might stick true to the source material. I might uh, get you back for all the weeks of torment you give me for Liverpool, uh, Nick. Okay, and, here we go. Um, this is from the Wayday Bible. Um, and, it, and it says the caption is the only trophy Harry Kane has celebrated. And it's a photo of him when he was very young. I don't, I don't know if a lot of fans have seen this. But when he was young, he was pictured with a friend celebrating oh, yeah. the invincible season with an Arsenal shirt on. So in terms that Tottenham haven't won a trophy, that is literally the only trophy he's celebrated, <laughs> an Arsenal one. I think we've won a pre-season trophy once, but yeah, <laughs> that's fair enough. I'll give you that one. Uh, well, I'll stick on the Arsenal bandwagon here, Mickey, because I've got a yeah. nice one from Arsenal. Um, so they're, they're talking about uh, naming children. 
And uh, the caption, the uh, newspaper reads, we chose our daughter's name, Lane uh, Lenezra. <laughs> I think of it. Because it was unique and romantic. It wasn't until <laughs> she was two that my husband told me there was actually his favourite soccer team. Arsenal spelt backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do remember two years, that. two years, Mickey. Yeah, well, it's too you. late to change it by then. <laughs> two years, and then you just go, yeah. Well, this is what's happened, eh? Um, the next one I get, and it's a little bit uh, touchy subject, but um, the driver of the wheel of the Grand Taxi blames car crash on freak accident. There's also a photo with him with a Manchester United shirt on. <laughs> is it Mourinho? No, that was the driver. Was because, the driver yeah, dude. trying to get rid of oh, their, no. their main competition. By the oh no! Uh, okay, I got a good one. Um, so Lovren from Liverpool has revealed that he takes five painkillers before every Liverpool match to play. Oh yeah, here we go. Ex- go on. Explains a lot, doesn't it? It explains why we're defending, that's for sure. Well, it explains why we're so sleepy at the back. I I thought that's a bit of a health issue as well, but yeah, that's that's just Liverpool's leaky defence, I guess. Uh, I've got one for the Football Galaxy. Um, You've gone big this week. I'm happy with this. You've got a few. This one's not that good, but uh, I thought I'd give it a little... It gave me like a little chuckle. Like, you know when you read something and and you like... You'd probably say like, well, or something as a reply, but you don't really laugh. You just give like a high-pitched breath. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is what I got. <laughs> okay, okay, give it to me. Anyway, it's it's a uh, it's a thing where it's captioned only true Arsenal fans will remember this, and it's the Arsenal uh, players holding up the Champions League trophy. Only the problem is it's a FIFA game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well played, well played. Uh, I got one coming coming in saying this is a quote from Klopp. Uh, we have Dom- we have Dominic Solanke, for sure the biggest English talent in the position number nine. That's a fantastic situation. I, Mickey, yeah, but I don't agree. Mickey with that. Can Klopp, is Klopp like is Klopp all there? Like does he just, does he do yeah. this just for a laugh or what's he what's he at? Because the pitch the caption and the picture is just a picture of Rashford laughing because he he knows exactly what he's the best player in the fucking world just about right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> look, even I don't agree with that, and oh, uh, you've you've missed out. Have you got missed it? me on that one? Have Klopp. you got any more? Nah, I'm out. I, I got two more for you. Jesus Christ. Okay, so this is a quote from Lacazette. Yeah. Uh, if Griezmann visits me in London, I'm going to ask him to sign for Arsenal. We've, we're very good friends and have lots of fun. Our nicknames for each other, our Greasy and Lackers. <laughs> of all the nicknames you could come up, greasy is that the best? Greasy and Lackers are the best nicknames you could come up with. Is that literally the best? I can't believe Greasy would be friends with an Arsenal player. Greasy. <laughs> greasy and Lackers. Like, can you not come up with anything? I, and my, what, would you cry? what would you come up with? <sighs> Mickey, I need to know the person before I come up with a nickname, of course. G-Man. G-Man. <laughs> G-Man's better than Greasy. Like a, like a caca. <laughs> Caca-laca. Lukaku caca. Um, Shaka-laca. And, <laughs> and lastly, there was this post from Give Me Sports saying the all-time Euro 11. And it has, yeah. it's an incredible team. Yeah, it's got Thierry yeah. Henry, Zidane, like Zidane Iniesta, Peel, Buffon in goal. And... Uh, <laughs> The uh, one of the top comments is from Nick Hill Dixit. Can't wait for some idiot commenting, but where is Messi? With two hundred seventy six, uh, two hundred ninety six reactions, and it's like the, the top comment. That's thir- that was thirteen minutes ago when I took the screenshot. Two minutes later, 
Fuck you, admin. Where is Messi and Ronaldinho? And what is Penaldo doing in there? This is the internet. The internet, Mickey, hurts my brain. Well, the idiots on the internet. <laughs> Some people shouldn't be allowed to use a computer. It fries their brain. Miko, I want to um, I want to bring this up because we got the international break, so we got. Well, I thought we might change up the topics here. We can. Yep, we, uh, we yep. don't need to do predictions or anything like that. So what, not what, for another week. Well, not anyway. for another week, thank God, because I'm sick of winning. I can't even remember. Did, did you win last week? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked at it actually yet. So next week we'll work that out. We we wouldn't announce it anymore. Anyway, it's probably good on my part. I haven't been exactly winning. <laughs> The Premier League right now yep. has a has a few good strikers in it. I'd say probably about probably about five or so, but very good strikers. I'd say. I want to yeah. I want to okay. know like in terms. I'll I'll let you take the reins here, but who do you think right now would be the highest rated striker in the world today, based on not only their ability, their record, and their age and everything like that? What would you be looking for here? Uh, do we are we counting history? Like, you, as in, like, how far Aguero! <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just... So... Yeah, like, I'm... as much as you feel like it's necessary. So, you, um, you wouldn't go back 10 seasons, but you could I go think back a few. Kane's taking over, but I think Aguero, as in, for everything that he's done and everything that he's still doing, like, the longevity life of a striker is, is very... It's a very cool world, you know? You can be playing really well one year and still get pushed out of the door. Um, you know, Aguero... It even happened to Aguero this year before he started this... You know what I mean? Um, I think just on that in itself, um, the amazing thing is he's done for that football club. He was, he was part of the, re, you know, the Man City revolution almost. Um, he was that name really, you know, they, yeah. they had a couple of big names before that, but he was really the guy that kind of, um, a young talent that, you know, had the world at his feet and joined City and, and really turned him into champions. You know, they've won a couple of uh, Premier League titles now. They're, they're challenging for the Champions League. Um, Harry Kane, I think, is the future star. I think this man can break all the records. I honestly do. I think Alan Shearer will maybe one day be, you know, passing that crown over to Kane. Um, but for now, um, and that does have a little bit to do with history, I, I yep. admit. Um, I'm not afraid to say that. I think it has to be Sergio Aguero. I, that's that's why I just want, I wanted to get that as your base answer. And you've you've said two names, so we'll go with the first those two names you said. Where would you rank them in terms of the world stage? I like like you know, oh, top five. when you when you have the top tier. So you had the absolute pinnacle, whatever whatever the top three five, three to five strikers yep. in the world, whoever they may be. Well, Lewandowski's, Suarez, you might put um, Aubameyang, you might put Griezmann there. You might like you know Ronaldo's yep. playing as a striker right yeah, now, yeah, okay. etc. Like, do you put them a, a tier lo- one tier lower nah, than them? No same way. tier? Do you put them? I'll put, they're 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 definitely in the mix of the best strikers in the world. I think. Um, you probably consider Ronaldo a striker now. Yeah, um, I, I he would left. He him. left England as a winger. He, he turned into a striker in Madrid. With age, you got to you got to put into the count the competition they're playing into. You know. Yep. Um, if if Aguero went to Madrid instead of City, he would have scored fucking five hundred goals. Yeah. You know, he would have scored probably double what he he has at City. Let's just get like he scored a lot of goals at City, but let's get realistic here. He's playing challenges every week. He wouldn't be challenged every week at Madrid. And that's why you've seen uh, Ronaldo's goal-scoring record just absolutely go off the chart since he left England. He was still he still scored some amazing goals and a lot at, yep. at United, but I feel like it went another level when he went to Spain. Um, I think Aguero's in that conversation. Aguero's in the conversation with the greatest of all time, let yep. alone, you know, is okay. he competing with Europe? Uh, I think Harry Kane's up there as well. 
I think um, a man that's probably, he's not going to challenge with the top five, but a man that's come out of nowhere, not coming out of nowhere, uh, I feel like he's worth a mention now is Morata. I think because yeah. he's done it in a few countries now. He's been to Spain. He's been successful. He hasn't been a first choice. He went to Juventus. He's been reasonably successful. He didn't get a great chance. Yeah. Back to Madrid, same kind of deal. Now he's at Chelsea, and now he's doing it in the league that I thought he had no chance of doing it. So ultimate respect for him there. Um, I'll throw a few more names out yeah, there. Yeah, throw a few more you. names at me. I just, uh, I wanted to ask you, I thought was going to be one. Um, I'll go Dabala, Higuain. Do you rate them kind of around that mark, higher than that mark? Yeah, I think I think they're similar. Um, don't forget Higuain's record at Napoli was the, probably the most impressive for me because yep. he did it at a team that wasn't generally um, beating everyone. Yep. Um, he, you know, he went from Madrid, you know, he was he was more of a backup striker, unfortunately. He still scored a lot of goals, you know, he was fantastic. Um, but yep. he went to Napoli to get more game time and become an absolute star. You know, Napoli absolutely loved him, you know. Um, it's a shame, you know, for their club that he went to Juventus, you know, to follow the dream. But um, I think Paulo Diablo's in the same boat as Kane, probably in a different country. Yeah. I think Kane's probably better, but I think Diabala okay. has the, the chance to be an absolute world beater. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him in Spain in the next couple of years. And I'll give you a couple more names just from the same team. Yeah. Um, I want to give you one that we were kind of praising last week, uh, Cavani. Yes. Where does Edison Cavani rate in all this? Because he's somebody who never gets put in this conversation, never has. And like, it's, I don't know. He's, it's, he's kind of like the unsung hero, isn't he? He just yeah. never, he just, his record at PSG has been utter amazing. Ever since, ever since um, Ibrahimovic has gone as well, he's really coming to his own. Um, he's finally, he well, he was the star of the team for a little while before Neymar come and kind of, you know, threw a couple of temp championships ruined that party. He took all his uh, penalties. And- yeah, well, <laughs> Um, Cavani's a, a fantastic player and he was, he was really good at Parmela. Um, or Parmela, I think it's called. Yeah. 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 yeah he was Parmela and he's a really good player. Um, I th- he's still a really good player now. He's scoring all the time. He scored some really important goals this week in the Champions League. Yeah. He can, the thing is like, he's playing at Paris and he, and he's scoring all these goals, but don't forget he, he plays the big teams and he scores anyway. You know what I mean? He, yeah, he does. He it, scores it, for fun. He's, <laughs> he does score for fun. He does it where it matters, and that's why he's he's probably regarded. He, you know, we probably miss him a little bit because we have got so much um, in, investment in the Premier League and, and probably yeah. not so much the other big leagues. But especially not the French league. French no, especially not the French league. The most but distant league. you know, in those countries and 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 you know, to the other big teams, he is so well respected and for good reason because he, he he's an unbelievable striker. And yeah, as I said, a man that can do it on any stage against any team. In terms of um, tiers and like where they would rank Lukaku, Lacazette, uh, do you kind of rank them like a tier below these guys we've been talking about, or a couple of tiers? Do you think Lukaku's getting there, or do you? Think- I think the one thing you, you can judge um, where they belong, and it's the, probably the easiest way, is guys like you know the, the top tier like Aguero, Lewandowski, um, Cavani, uh, Ronaldo. The one thing they all have in common compared to these other strikers, which I'd put Lukaku in and, and, and a couple of others and Lacazette, is there's no question marks. Yeah, okay. There's no yeah. question marks on their ability. There's no question marks if they'll play in a good team, they probably won't score. You know, there's no question marks as when have they done it on the big stage? You know, when ha- when, <laughs> when have they stood up in, in the times that their tes- the team desperately needed it Yeah, and it really mattered? The guys that regarded as the world's best, Aguero, Lewandowski, 
Cavani, Ronaldo, these are guys that have got no doubts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. their ability is not questioned on whether what team they played or whether they can do it when the team needed it most. You look at some of the, you know, even like going back to Agüero, you know, the only one in the Premier League. You know, Agüero. Exactly. And I know we 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 all either I swear we bring up that moment every time on the show, but <laughs> the point of the matter is. There's no question over that man's name whether he can do it on the biggest stage when his team needs it the most because he will and he can. And the, those guys over the years have proven that and that's why they're in another bracket because there's no questions over their ability. There is questions over guys like Lukaku. Right, my last question, which is a two-parter. Best striker in the world currently and who will be the person who overtakes the best striker in the world when you look at the younger players coming through? whether that's an Mbappe, whether that's a Kane. It's a, it's a hard question. I, I think you've got to go back to the guy that probably is scoring the most goals almost. And, and I think Ronaldo is someone, you know, out-and-out out goals, um, a man that's uh, now moved into his 30s, but he's changed his game to suit his age and his speed. And yeah. he's probably slowed down a little bit. I think the man he's going to take all over them all is, honestly, I think he's Harry Kane or Paulo Diablo. Um more convinced about Kane. Kane's doing it in a lot harder league. I, I, I still think that the Premier League's a harder league physically, mentally, um, games-wise. Um, I think this man is is special. He's, if he's buddy scoring August, he'll be the most unstoppable person <laughs> in the country. And I think he's going to break a rec- couple of records this year. He'll score another more 30 goals. And it's going to be interesting to see this guy grow because I think he's got the potential to be a big game player as well. I don't think he, he's not a kind of guy to go missing. You know, you know, we even look back like maybe a couple of years ago when he was a bit younger and um, me and you were watching this game against Arsenal and he, he put one, he, remember when he bent around from the top corner, he looked out of the game at that stage yeah. too. That's what I mean. And this is the difference between these strikers that are in that top bracket is they could be out of the game. You, you're not going to have good games every time. And when you play the good teams, you're going to be held up a lot more. But for instance, this this Hurricane gets the ball on the edge of the box, like on the inside of the the, the square. Yep. And he whips it around the whole defence into the top corner, and a goal that was nothing short of incredible in a game where he had not much of involvement before yeah. him because he was getting locked up. And it's and all about taking your chances and not even making that, something out of nothing. And as yeah, well. that was not that wasn't a chance. That wasn't a half chance. That was about a quarter chance not even maybe not it even was that. probably <laughs> in a position where he should have crossed it yeah exactly but he, he he turned it into a shot which nipped into the top corner and still to this day is the reason like one of the reasons why he has the potential to be you know probably could be regarded as one of the best because it doesn't matter what position you know they're in the game how they're playing at that time the particular time who they're playing you get they're the guys that make something out of nothing and you know, and that's why they're regarded as the best because, it you know, it doesn't have to be going their way for them to score. You know, they can, yeah. you know, when the, tail, the the cards are against them, you know, when the tides are against them, they just seem to find a way through and, and that's what makes them the world best. I think that, yeah, it's, it's a simple case of it might not be your match, but it can be your moment and the best yeah. strikers do that and they make it their moment. Yeah, the best they... strikers make something out of situations that are not necessarily suiting them. Like a lot of strikers are great when... You know, they're getting three balls, one-on-ones, and they're, they're putting these shots away against a team that's, you know, considered 17 goals in six games. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, that's fine, mate. I reckon I could score half those goals. And oh. I, I, yeah, I've seen, actually, I've seen your indoor form. You're doing pretty well at the moment. Yeah, no. yeah. I'm moving into that, you know, that top bracket. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's when the chips are down is when you find out a true character and true ability of a striker. Um, and definitely when the, the whole hope of your team's on your back, yeah, you find out where... 
you know, the men stand up and I guess the boys sit down. Well, it's okay. Just before we go, um, you know, as we were saying before, we're, bit, we're big FIFA lovers. We buy it every year. I know there's a lot of people kind of who always wonder if this year's worth buying. I thought we'd give a really quick kind of overview of the game. Yeah. We don't need to go too much in depth because most people will buy it anyway. But off the bat, FIFA 18. It's too easy. It's too easy. Yep. I'd we say both that. agree that. Yeah. Uh, I, would, we, would you say that we're above average players? Yeah, we are. Uh, we, how many people beat us? Realistically, no really. like yeah, like no one really. Remember, when, like, like for instance, we played uh, Sparky. If you're listening, and <laughs> I know I played as a good team, but at the end of the day, like, I couldn't even remember playing the game. Yeah, uh, the, well, there's something. The amount of times it's always funny when you're a FIFA player because when you hear somebody say they're really good, and you always think, oh, maybe this could be a really yeah, good challenge. Really good and then you beat them four, five nil, and you're just like, oh god, maybe oh. I am really good. Like maybe I am the difference here. And you, and you think that like maybe once or twice, but when it happens three or four times, yeah. like. I don't think I've been beat. I think only a couple of people have actually ever beaten me. And I yeah. think it's you. I think Bolchie's beat me one time because we've played each other a million times. Yeah. I think my mate Delabsy's beaten me a couple of times. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. In terms of other things in the game, just to kind of get through, graphics look really good. Yeah. Um, presentation's really, really good. Yeah. Is there any chance that you could ever swap over to Pez? Or do you think nah. it's too much? What And what's stopping it? Do you think it's just the, uh, the non-licensing? I don't, yeah, the licensing is a massive thing for me. I'll, 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 but you can get downloads that update it all for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. For me, it is like... Because Pez is really... Real... Every year, every, I hear a lot of people saying Pez is a lot better. Every year it happens. Every year they get better reviews in, in like the game. Uh, yeah, but like the things that I look for in the game is is the, the, you know, the realness of it. And the realness of Premier League. You know, they have the, that Premier League um, rights... To, yeah. to use their style of um, introduction to the game, even something as small as that is, for me, is part of the experience of playing. I like the the similarities of real-life football in the Premier League yeah. and all that kind of thing. I think Pez has Champions League and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, that's the game changer for me. Um, I, I think a lot of there's a lot of faults that I find with with pairs and I don't like the buttons because I'm so used to playing FIFA yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a bit different you can swap the buttons if you need really yeah to, but, but you don't I, want to I don't want to have to and, yeah. and um, I like all the online versions of, of FIFA I think you know Ultimate Team's a fantastic part yeah. Um, gameplay. What do you think? I think it's a bit easier to run around defenders. Yeah, it's, but it's very it's, hard to defend. It's a nightmare to defend. It, it really, really is. is. And yeah. uh, if again, like every year is kind of similar in the fact that if you have a really pacey winger, like you can really get around some defenders. Yeah. And, uh, and this is where so Liverpool so. come in really good. Like yeah. Mane and Salah, well, and they just literally just go. Doo, 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 well, my my wingers at the moment is like I got Paul Sitch who comes on every seventy or sixtieth minute or something like that, and I have got Son who comes on who are both like. Lightning. Really quick players and Pulisic, I think it's like a ninety pace or something like that. And you know, if he gets it, he can just cut through. And he's, you know, he's, I think he's already, I think he starts like a seventy-eight. He's already at like an eighty or something like that. About ten games in, so he's a very quick grower. I think he has a potential of like eighty-eight. Yeah. So he's a ne- he's a decent get. Yeah. I think the the gameplay slowed down a bit in terms yeah, of overall. I think um, the touches, the first touches, and the, and the, t- the touches when you're running and sprinting is. Um, a little bit less controlled. Yeah. I think that you can do more in close, but I think that you yeah. can get around people more and you can kind of... The one-twos are definitely always on. Yeah, they're, they're definitely always on. Uh, uh, the most overpowered shot is the finesse. It, you yeah. can score 25-yard goals consistently, absolutely consistently without goal any Goalkeeping shocking as goal well. Goalkeeping is pathetic. I, I bought Timo Horn, I think, from... Uh, I can't remember who he played, Leverkusen or Frankfurt or something, or something a German side anyway. 
And I thought, you know, because obviously Liverpool's defence is absolutely abysmal. That is the one area I did need to, need to revamp, actually, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and still, it doesn't make any difference. Like, this guy gets beaten every fucking week. It's starting to piss me off. Yeah. Even they, against, like, Burnley. Yeah, I know. And, um, and I, I literally have to, uh, like, my way of winning is outscoring them. Yeah, journey mode's back. Uh, journey mode's not. It's a nice little side thing. I didn't even complete the first journey mode. Oh, I barely played the first journey. Yeah, mode. I, 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 don't, I don't like the fact that you can't make it your own. Yeah, I the, get the Alex I get Hunter that. story. I get, I get why they can do it because they're very limited. Otherwise, if they make you make your own player, but for me, like the journey part has been, you know, that kind of player. I do so, understand. So they have all the commentary so, and all that that can fit the bill. Yeah, yeah uh, that makes sense. I just think the whole problem with the journey is that you don't. You don't feel like you're in control of it. It's always just a set out path. And I think this year you can at least change which team you go to. You can go over to the States if you want, or you can go yeah. over to Spain, or if you want, if you can go over to, uh, I don't know, somewhere else, I'm guessing. you know. And uh, I guess you know that's a nice little alternative. The best thing about FIFA is that you do have career mode. You do have the standard play when your mates come around. You have ultimate team. You have uh, the journey. And then you have like, you know, be a pro and you have like pro clubs and you have these like yeah. little ones online. You can go through just leagues and just play with your own teams or you can play ultimate team. Like you don't have to play ultimate team if you don't want to fork out money or you don't, yeah. you don't need to fork out money anyway. It's all about, yeah, exactly. but it does help. <laughs> like, oh yeah. And that's that, that's like, one of the big I'll, problems. I'll, I'll, admit, I'll put me $50 over a year at least. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of the big problems with it all is so hard. Like, when you see players, any the little guy has player. no room for the ultimate team. But no. really, no. the one thing that is good about ultimate team this year, there is so much pace in the Premier League side. Like yeah. if you think of the players that have come in, um, from like they can't be all expensive. You know what I mean? Like they, they'll come down in about a month's time. Like, yeah. like even just like if you think about the players that we like that are like up for sale this year that weren't last year. Um, you know, Mane's a double, double's good player. Salah, yep. Murata has come yep. in. Um, you know, like even players like Richarlison, you know, who Lacazette's a huge who, one. Jesus is going to be a lot quicker this year. He's like ranked eighty two instead of yeah. seventy eight. Rashford's a really good card. Um, yeah, Rashford. Sane's a really, a really good card. Sons a really good card. Yeah, like every yeah, there. There's so improving. many better like um, attacking players and so much more options that yeah. you're actually going to have to. You're going to be able to make a really good side in ultimate team without spending a shitload of cash. Yeah. I, I feel. Um, you know, and then you've even got the you know the, the guys that could probably start you off like the Vardys and to a degree Sturridge. I think he's a bit slower in this game now. Yeah, I think my my starting two is Josh King and Hernandez. And what about my... Andy Gray too? Andre Gray. Andre Gray. Do, do I have him or do I have Josh King? I, I don't know, but what, yeah, Andre Gray's a nice one. Yeah, his informed car was really good last year. Yeah. Um. Just what, how how quick is Josh King? I think he's a ninety. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, so just before we finish up, yo, there's a plethora of modes and all that if there was one thing you could change in FIFA what would it be um I'd make it harder yeah I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that I, I think, think that's the hardest. I think the fact that you can just run past defenders like as last time right, we playing, I was playing legendary against Arsenal which you'd assume would be as probably as on joint as hard as it could be yeah and I ran from inside halfway inside my own half with Sadio Mane and I ran all the way to the goals and kicked a goal and it was just like, okay, that's yeah. pretty easy. Yeah, and I like, yeah, and that was just, like that was the moment for me where I go, okay, like this might be hard, but the, the thing is, like between me and you, I'm, we're not trying to brag or anything, but like it might be hard for other people. Yeah, I know, but like, because like a lot of the times, right, a lot of other fifas, and I'd be talking to someone, and I said, what, uh, so what, what difficulty you play, and they're like, oh, just pro, yeah, professional, yeah, not even like world class, um, not even world class, yeah, and then I was like. What do you mean? And then they're like, well, what do you play? I said, the hardest. Yeah. And they're like, 
whoa, like, that's not even like on the cards. Like, yeah, it's not impossible. Yeah, and I'm like, it's not like the the thing I used to like about every FIFA is every year Legend G was so hard at the start. Like, yeah, I'd I'd almost get fired in the first like <laughs> yeah, the first, first time I'd play manager mode and. Because it, it took me like a month to get good at it, but eventually you you know you learnt to play on that legendary status, and then you got past it, and then you could you know you're you're competitive after that. But it was never guarantees, and you never oh you go after a while you'd win most games. But the the fun part was the challenge at the start, and right now like I played the I haven't had much time to play, but I played six games and I've won every single game. Yeah, that's exactly it. Played, and, I've, and and Liverpool's fixtures have had Arsenal and Man City, and I've won them, you know, convincingly. Yeah. So that's the only downfall, I think. And overall, I'd say, you know, if you're a FIFA fan, you might as well pick it up. Oh, 100%. You, you always got to do it. Like, it, it's a it's a game that, you know, never disappoints, I, I don't think, anyway. And then, you know, getting FIFA 18, you get all the online, you know, the new online, um, you know, I guess the turnaround with Ultimate Team and all those kinds yeah, of exactly. things. Yeah, exactly. You get to start your... You're sick of, I'm sick of seeing, like, you know, someone like Harry Kane rated 82 and you finally yeah. get him rated closer to what you actually think he's worth. Same still no some... good for FIFA. But... Yeah, he's still not good. How many wins did you finish up on Ultimate Team? Well, how many? All up? I can't remember. I didn't play Ultimate Team a hell of a lot last yeah. last year. You played a shitload. I had over... Yeah, I had a few wins. <laughs> a few wins. Um, just before we go, takeaways from the week, Mickey. Do you have anything in particular? Just You don't need to round off three this week, but you can round off a couple if you have any. Um... I think this week I, I know I found out who were the better who was better out of United and City. You reckon City, City? I think City are a better team. You know, just by talking about the strikers and then we're talking about the goals and all that stats and um, the fact that United haven't played anyone. The hardest competition's been Stoke and they've drew. drew. Um, and you know, City have beaten two top dogs. Um, I think that. It, 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 for me, City are the, the what the team to beat now, and it's, it's clear in my head. Uh, my main takeaway would be that Lukaku is going to find it very difficult in the next five weeks to actually score. They have, a, We'll find him out for sure, won't yeah, we? Yeah, we'll find out if he's a real deal and if he can score against Liverpool, if he can score against Spurs, if he can score against Chelsea... Yeah, you know, maybe, right. maybe I'll start. Yeah, you know, I'll start really thinking this guy is as good as what everybody, every United fan is going to tell me. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Total 90 Premier League Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. My second wife, Mickey Kenny, is going to take us out. Take us out, Mickey! Uh, another couple of big games with big results this week. Uh, don't forget the international breaks next week, but we'll be back with um, predictions and a couple of other things. This is going to be the best season of the Premier League because we're going to take you all the way through it.